0: all right welcome crusaders to nerd crusade podcast 17 i'm your host ian and with me as always is courtney Hello. We're, this week, we're going to be talking about some movies and some first impressions of some games and some a little bit gaming news. So, uh, first movie we'll talk about is Runfield. Yeah. It's the new, like, vampire movie that Nicolas Cage plays Dracula in, and it's basically like a Dracula story told through Renfield's eyes, who, if you don't remember who that is, uh, from Bram Stoker's Dracula, that would have been the crazy dude, not Keanu Reeves, but the guy who showed up to Dracula's house before Keanu Reeves did, um... Who ended up being you know, like his servant and it helped him move, help Dracula move his body from Transylvania to England. Um, so it's like the very first, like well, one of the very first, but the first uh, familiar or servant that Dracula had in the Bram Stoker storyline. Um, so this follows Renfield and Dracula as they go through the centuries, basically Renfield being his servant and having to basically keep his master alive because uh, in this story continuity. Basically, Dracula's not the brightest. He constantly keeps putting himself in a situation where he gets...
1: Nearly dead. Nearly
0: dead or gets defeated constantly.
1: And then, and then uh, Renfield... Renfield has to like feed him more and more people. <laughs> and uh, to get his full strength back up. But what um, they also introduced in this movie was that uh, Renfield gets Dracula's powers... Minus the effects of uh, silver and sunlight and uh, crucifixes.
0: Yeah, so they don't ex- necessarily explain exactly how it works. Is it's like a it's it's not how traditional vampirism works, where you drink Dracula's blood, you become a vampire. Like he gives him some of the some of his blood, it heals his wounds, and he gets Runfield gets well, we powers. Never
1: see, like how they become. Yeah, because like because uh, they gave. Dracula's blood to other people but they don't become yeah, they Dracula's don't become vampires. Serp- so they don't, they
0: don't actually go into like how you become a vampire basically because Dracula's blood gets kind of handed over to a ton of people by the end of the movie. But like how Renfield's stuff works is that he has to eat bugs and that's how he gets his like vampiric powers to super strength and whatnot and speed. So he has like a little tin full of like cockroaches, worms, bugs, whatever it is he has to eat to like get his boost of power. He doesn't drink human blood or anything. And then uh, the big appeal to this movie is that Nicholas Holt plays Runfield, who is the guy from the menu. Um, he also played, I think, Cyclops in new in the yep. new class. He's
1: also in the Hulu series The Great, yep. which I'm trying to get um, you to watch.
0: Aquafina is uh, his co-star; uh, she plays. A Uh, cop. A local cop who has, like, a family heritage of being in the law enforcement. Her father was a cop. Her sister's an FBI agent. But her father was killed by, like, a local gang. And then the bigger draw here is that Nicolas Cage is doing Nicolas Cage, hamming it up as much as possible as Dracula.
1: Wonderful. Just wonderful performance. Like, he literally, (laughs)
0: like his accent changes throughout the movie. Sometimes he has a Transylvania accent, sometimes he doesn't have it.
1: Sometimes it's just Nicolas Cage wandered in on set like, "Hey guys, what are you doing?" Yeah. and it's hilarious. It works so well for this very campy movie.
0: Yeah, it, it does and it is very campy, but like they took the time like when really on all like really great cult classics and campy movies. Do do the lighting, the set design, the mm-hmm. and they they put a lot of money into was the was the gore of like the fight scenes and yes. rip people ripping people's arms off and beating each other with it. The
1: fight scenes were amazing. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's definitely a really really fun movie to watch. Um, like I said, it's not going to be like a class. not going to be like a classic horror movie or anything like that. But it is a campy fun like vampire movie. They yeah. do a little few nods to it where like the the whole premise is that. Aquafina is trying to uh, take down a local gang who basically runs the city. Renfield is trying to get the courage to like, get out of this relationship with Dracula. It's like it's, it's a metaphor it's, for being in, an, in no, a toxic no, re- relationship. Well, it's
1: a metaphor for being in a narcissistic relationship, and he's in a uh, uh, support group to help you get out of those relationships. And that's just... It's just so wonderful to see him, like, discover, like, oh, he is a narcissist. I must get out of this relationship. And then you see Dracula come up into his new apartment, like, what the fuck you think you're doing? Yeah. And then he instantly reverts back to that uh oh, subservient role, like, oh, I'm so sorry, master. Yeah, and
0: you kind of see, like, how Dracula manipulates him to do his bidding and all that. Um, where literally, like, Dracula would be would be dead if it wasn't for Renfield constantly, like, bringing him back from the brink of death after he constantly fucks up. Yes. <laughs> um, you don't get to see a lot of, like, how Dracula's plans fuck up, but, like, he's not into like, this particular storyline where, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to try and take over the world now. And it's like, he wasn't, it's not that he was trying to do it the prior, it's just he kept killing so many people that eventually people notice and they came after him and they uh, kill him and then Renfield basically brings him back. Um, but in this, uh, you have um, the Lobo family uh, who is uh, headed by uh, Shoren... I'm going to butcher that name. Agadashlo, Aga- who plays like um, Admiral Ron in uh, Mass Effect 2. Uh, f- of two the, and
1: three.
0: Two and three of the... Korean race. Uh, she's been in tons of TV shows. Her voice is extremely.
1: You hear her voice, and you instantly uh, know.
0: Um She plays the lead of the family, but like the other lead is Ben Schwartz who plays her her idiotic son. Um, but the interesting thing is that they kind of litter uh, uh, Dracula like lore throughout the movie, just on the side, like the Lobo family. Lobo is a southwestern um, term for like a wolf, and so like they're and their whole thing is like they have wolves. On their cars, like a wolf doing a cocaine line <laughs> <Yes>. on <laughs> paint on the side of his car. They're like home base, which is like this Roman cathedral uh, building in the middle of town, has like a giant wolf logo on it. So it goes to like how Lycans were servants to Dracula and all that type of stuff. And then by the end of the movie, they're teaming up with Dracula versus Renfield and Rebecca. Um, but again, the action sequences are very good. Um, and it's very funny, kind of, how the story plays out. Not and how, a
1: lot of lulls, either. Yeah.
0: It doesn't drag at all. And, like, how Aquafina kind of takes things as as, as they're coming, basically, because only at one point she finds out, and they literally say, like, yeah, the entire police force, including her boss, are all on the payroll. Um, so, definitely a fun movie. Nicolas Cage hams up really, really well. Yeah. A lot of fun to watch.
1: A great rental.
0: I would definitely recommend you uh, just. Buying it would be a good movie to have in a collection. Yeah, it's gonna be a cult classic for sure. Um, so that's Runfield. Uh, you can find it on streaming services everywhere right now. Uh, other thing that we watched was
1: Cocaine Bear. Finally,
0: yeah, we watched Cocaine Bear last night. Uh, You
1: were falling asleep, and that made me mad.
0: Well, because it kind of drags. Well, it does have
1: dragging points, which is unfortunate, but. When Cocaine Bear comes on screen, she's adorable, and she is a scene-stealer, and I love her. And there are some good little jump scares in there.
0: Yeah, and they almost kind of, like, they don't, they do show the bear quite a bit, but, like, there's certain points where like, where it's almost like a Jaws movie.
1: Where it shake the bushes. And, like, and then... it's just
0: people getting pulled off camera, and then a limb getting thrown back or something. Um, really funny. Surprisingly, big cast of characters in there. In yeah. There. You have people from Game of Thrones, um and uh, a few other folks uh even the guy from Modern Family who was uh the red-headed son uh lawyer uh gained a lot of weight like it does not look like him but it is clearly you, his voice yeah
1: you see you hear his voice and you're like oh shit is that and then you look on IMDb and like, you're like it looks no, nothing it is. like him yeah
0: but uh they everybody, like gave 100% on this and for like for a true story which is where the bear like died to like within an hour of and eating a <laughs> kilo of coke. cocaine, like they—it's
1: like a what if situation of yeah. this whole movie. It's more like the bear I got like,
0: addicted to coke and went after anybody who smelled like coke, and then apparently its cubs got into coke. So and it's like,
1: one big coked out, coked
0: out bear, bear family, <laughs> um, going on a killing massacre. And like I said, the kills are pretty good. Like they do a lot of the, the shake the bushes stuff to keep some things practical. Lots, some some of the effects are practical as well um and just the ridiculousness of some of the things that happened yeah. um go along with it i believe this was ray Liotta's last movie before he died um mm-hmm. basically playing the typical like gangster part but it's kind of funny is that he's like kind of ahead of of this fam of this gangster family but he's trying to get his son back into it because since his son's wife died uh he's kind of been moping around and ditched his kid with with ray Liotta. he's like i'm tired of watching my grandson <laughs> And you hear like, him, I
1: shouldn't be raising my grandchild, which...
0: You yeah. can hear him, like, constantly in the background until he finally shows up on scene of, the of like, him, like, being just utterly done with dealing with this kid. Yes. He's like, look at me jumping the ball, but it's like, yeah, oh, great. <laughs> Go away, kid.
1: <laughs> We're um, done with this.
0: Um, his son is played by the guy who played Solo, Han Solo in the, in the Solo movie. Um, and he gives a decent performance, but I, the whole time I was watching it, though, I was like... Is somehow like the actor's reaction to finding out that Han Solo didn't take off made it into this movie because he's just mopey the entire time. Yeah, he uh, could have
1: been punched up a bit. more. Alden
0: endrick yeah, he's just he ends up he ends up being a few people that survive, but like, I, and I guess being the protagonist, one of the few, one of the couple of protagonists, mm-hmm. but like, he is just so like depressed and upset, and they don't really. I don't think they don't... Like say why how his wife died, right? Uh, cancer. Oh, it was Cause for cancer. Was
1: a jo- cause he this...
0: said, "Yeah, his grandfather like, gave him yeah. cancer. Yeah. His own daughter cancer, just give him back in the in the business or something." Yeah. Um. So it, it's really weird, but like again, it seems like yeah, he it, it does look like a depressed dude, but it just comes off like the the actor being depressed. And his career didn't take off. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's nothing <laughs> because he's a good actor, but I mean that movie won't Kill Cambridge, not going to propel him anywhere. Um, but it was definitely a fun watch. Like I said, it does drag at certain points where, like, the killing just slows down. And it's like, you don't care about any of the propag- care. You just want to see, you're plots. there for the kills. Like, a mother's up there looking for her two kids who were... Who well, part- her kid. Her kid and her friend uh, who went up, who did school in the woods to go paint a waterfall. Which, they don't say, like, are you painting a waterfall on a rock or are you just going to a waterfall to paint on a canvas? They didn't bring canvas, so they brought paint well, with her. They
1: brought paint, so there might have been, like, a... There might have been paper in the bag. Okay. Who knows? Like
0: we don't know exactly like why this kid had felt so compelled to ditch school. We since, do. Well, I mean, like the mother canceled doing it on the weekend, but why ditch school and do it that day?
1: Because she still wanted to go paint the waterfall.
0: But it wasn't like they're gonna go that day and it got canceled. It was like it just yeah. we're gonna ditch school suddenly and go do this. because well, so kids are idiots. So they go hiking in the woods. Mother's out finding them. Uh, she gets the ranger involved. There's a gang of stupid teenagers trying to rob people with a In knife the, for no apparent reason, where they just get their ass kicked. Uh, and they they basically had like found some of the coke, uh, and were stashing it. Where then the gangsters find them, have them lead to where the coke is. And throughout all this, the bear is showing up and just killing people at uh, a whim. Out of whim and kind of randomly, like again, the one only thing that stays constant is like if you got coke on you and it smells you, it'll ditch going after someone else to go after the person who has coke. Yes. So you and you literally see the bear like do a line of coke off of a limb, and go crazy and and it jumps into an Comes ambulance. Comes back to life. It with- does come back to life. <laughs> like it is like literally a Jaws movie with a bear. Uh, very uh, interesting. I'd say Redfield's definitely better than this. Yeah. Um, recommend buying Redfield, rent cocaine bear for like just a goofy or just night.
1: See um if when it comes out on uh, streaming services. Yeah. I'm sure it'll come out on a service. I, mean, I rented it
0: for like three bucks, so yeah. that's why it's like I wasn't gonna pay the twenty four ninety nine to buy it. Wasn't going to rent it for twenty dollars. Yeah, it is definitely a, worth renting when a, it was like three dollars. Yeah,
1: it's a three dollar rental.
0: Um but has, it has fun. has its high points and it is fun, uh, and it is Leo's last film, so if you want to see his final performance.
1: He does ham it up, yeah. so
0: and it's he, fun. <laughs> he he definitely brings his A game for it, uh, as much as he uh, always does. Well,
1: I mean, as much as you can for Cocaine yeah. bear.
0: <laughs> So, go check that out. That's uh, on rental for streaming services now that you can rent, at least. Uh, it should probably end up falling onto some streaming service in a couple months, most likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff to talk about is uh, the new Zelda game, Tears of the Kingdom, just released. Yep. Came out last Friday on the 12th. Um, that has also another game of the year contender with Hi-Fi Rush and Jedi Survivor. Um, again, but probably one of the only few games uh, this year, also like Hi-Fi Rush, that came out bug-free and not completely broken at launch for some people. Gasp! um which is what's expected with Nintendo. They don't pu- they don't pu- Nintendo's first party games don't publish broken titles. They work. Uh, the Pokémon game is known to be like terrible, but again, Pokémon's not owned by Nintendo.
1: It's so, Niantic?
0: I don't... Niantic I think owns it, it or the Pokémon comp- the Pokémon company owns it. Niantic owns like is or... Uh, or is licensed like to do the AR games and stuff. Oh, okay. But Pokémon Company is not the same thing as Nintendo. Zelda is completely owned by Nintendo and Nintendo first-party games come out working flawlessly uh, because they kind of still work on the same aspect as uh, consoles used to back in the day, where it's like once it's out, it's out. They don't plan to do a ton of updates other than here's DLC content you can buy.
1: Yeah, Um, even if they decide to do DLC. Yeah, and they
0: did DLC for the first game, and they'll probably do something for this, Mm -hmm. I would suspect. Um, One of the big things about this, though, and uh, one of the big differences I noticed between Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom is that... Yes, just game is a direct sequel. Yes, they are using the same map, but they've added basically two layers. They've added the Sky World, which we all know about, but what people didn't know about until they started playing is that there's a dark world underneath the surface of Hyrule that's a the basically the whole span of the map as well that has things to explore and things to get there.
1: So it's an even bigger map that they made.
0: Yeah, but what I also like about it, which nobody's really talking about, it might be because people Maybe ex- may remember all the old games, maybe not, is that Breath of the Wild was basically original story, of, uh, except for the concept of Link has to fight Ganon, this Princess Zelda is captured, or being preoccupied at the moment, so she's nowhere in the game where then Link has to find her, right? Very typical Zelda game, find, save the princess, defeat Ganon, save the world. That's the, prem- that's the base premise for almost all the games. But when Uh, a link to the past came out they introduced the dark world which was a mirror world of of your map but with like more dangerous creatures and it had the temples there it had they introduced the sages uh with that game this is going back to that where certain characters are getting like sage of wind sage of uh what of strength probably and sage of time and those things, which were from the older games, the Dark World returning as the under, as the Underworld, is a nice touch. So it's like now they're actually digging deeper into the uh, lore of Legend of Zelda, rather than just taking the premise and then adding a new and four new new yeah. bo- new boss dungeons and then a whole world to explore. Where the first game was like explore, find everything. This has more of exploring and finding everything. That's definitely going to help you, and you're probably going to want for your final battle in the game versus, hey, I just have to beat the four temples and then I go to the castle and I beat the game, which is literally what I did in Breath of the Wild. I didn't do every little thing there. I just did the main story. Mm -hmm. Here, you could definitely do that as well, but there's more than just four little things to do, and there's a lot of cool, interesting stories that pop up um, more organically here than just, hey, here's a quest giver. Um, There is they've changed some stuff up where like one stable is now a newspaper post. Hmm. And when you go there, they'll tell, Hey, go talk to, go to all those different stables in the land and then talk to everybody there. And each stable will present you with a new quest line that goes to somewhere else in the world. Possibly some are tied to the great fairies. They've expanded the horseback riding to not just being horseback riding. You can now, um, customize not only with hairstyles that you could before, but now with saddles and whatnot. And you can actually attach your horse to a carriage to, tow people around places where they need to be. Um, and then another big aspect of this is the building part that they added to it, where yeah. a lot of people were saying stuff like, hey, it's a mixture of Minecraft and Zelda, which it kind of is, but they give you, they get do give you kind of a cheat code out of it uh, for the people who aren't into doing lots of crazy builds, which there are some crazy people. I've seen people make Gundams. People <laughs> have made up uh, across plus uh, half robot, half jet things out there really cool interesting things but like you're not really into that what it does have an ability that you can pick up later in the game um which i advise not watching a lot of the tutorials a lot of them are telling you where to find stuff and the part the charm of this game is just finding stuff on your own but you do eventually come along on one of the side quests an ability where um if you've made it once you and you have all the parts you can just easily make it again and then you they actually have a, a mechanic in there called schematics where different characters will actually go and say, hey, oh, here's a schematic and give it to you. Where I literally found one in the Resurrection Cave where you start the Breath of the Wild. I went back there and there's a little character in there that says, hey, I have something for you, but you have to go do this first.
1: Ah, uh, the fetch quest.
0: Went you go, well, it wasn't a fetch quest. It was I had to go and actually get the ability first. Oh. And then he gave me the, came. I went back to say, all right, here's a slate, which is a, schem- a schematic of, how to, of one of the different vehicles you can build as long as you have the parts or you have uh, raw material, it will just create it for you. And then, boom, you ha- you've built something that you can use. Rather than trying to figure out how to craft your own flying machine or tank or something, you can just find a schematic that will just build it for you. So if you're not Sweet. into it, you can use that, which makes it a lot easier. Or um, you can get into building really creative stuff like people have been doing online. Um,
1: and some naughty creativity as well. Yeah, of course, big
0: <laughs> dig some balls like they always do um definitely a very very fun game i would say i think i like a lot better than breath of the wild where breath of the wild was a lot more just random exploring but you didn't feel safe exploring because the guardians were around
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and even the ones that were half buried some of sometimes they would come back to life and just uh shoot you (laughs)
1: like
0: there's literally like one of the towers to unlock the map is surrounded by two of them that you need to kill and when the blood moon comes back they respawn there Okay. So even jumping off that tower to glide off, you suddenly have laser beams pointing at you. Um, so <laughs> that w- I felt like Breath of the Wild limited me on wanting to explore a lot because I didn't want to get killed instantly. Where here, I don't feel like you'll get killed instantly, but you'll run into a lot of uh, kind of monster encounters. That can be challenging, but you can attack them almost any possible way you want to. Um, and I think I keep true to the concept of like, It's not like here's a boss fight you can't get up close to or this that like you can run in between the legs of a giant monster so it can't hit you and hit it from behind um the fusing of weapons have changed a lot as well where now you can make homing arrows by attaching eyeballs to them uh you can make things fly further if you attach wings to it you have now uh bomb arrows aren't something you buy you have to create them and bombs are on a limited supply so Adds a few new mechanics to it, and it makes uh, the exploring and finding stuff a lot more fun than I felt like the first one. Uh, whereas, basically, most of the outfits you found in the areas you were at because you needed them in order to survive in those areas, where now it's like, there's a whole treasure map quest where you can find somebody's like, oh, go to all these caves. Here, yeah, I'll mark some on your map. This is where you can find certain outfits. That's right. And find components to it. So, a lot more rewarding on the explore- exploration route of this. And... The moving between the three different levels of the world is is seamless and a lot of fun mm-hmm. so definitely up there for game of the year I've, i would be surprised if it ended up winning um high rush is up there but it might be too small of a game to actually win and Jedi survivor had a rough launch for pc and some console players out there that it might not this has so far been a flawless game out the door
1: probably will be just kind of judging how things uh, have been playing out for the past several years <laughs>
0: Yeah, unless Starfield is like somehow crazy amazing, I'd, I would be surprised if anything beats Zelda as far as being the next game of the year. Yeah. Um, definitely worth uh, picking up for the $70 on the Switch. Um, yeah, it would be nice if it was in, you know, crisp, clear HD stuff, but the Switch is underpowered for their various reasons, and that's where it's at, but it still plays uh, great. So I'd definitely check that out. And uh, the last piece. Oh,
1: uh, we also were starting to watch the new Muppets show. Oh the yeah, Muppets the, Electric Mayhem.
0: Yeah, May, uh, Muppets Mayhem, I think it's called. Yeah. That uh, that was a show. I thought there was going to be a movie, but it's actually a TV series.
1: And it's but, all out now. Yeah, so we've like, only watched the first two episodes. It's either
0: Ten or twelve episodes. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's actually pretty good as uh, being a nice like bite sized thirty minute episodes of Muppets. Um, and it's cool because like they touch more on different types of music genres, and they do a lot of music covers throughout it. Because uh, it's about the Muppets, uh, Muppets Show Band doing yep. nothing but to- being on tour for the years and years. The Electric Mayhem. Yeah, with the Doctor on- Teeth, Animal, uh, Lips, Lips. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the chick's name was called. Um, the chick's name is Lips. No, this is the Lips was the bass player. I thought. The one that just mumbles everything. Okay. Um, but it's the it's the whole uh, band uh, with that ammo plays and ammo the most recognizable character in the in the band with Doctor Teeth and all them. Um, and the story is basically they've been on tour forever. They they just got like an awarded the longest touring band of all time, but yeah. they've never made an album. And this record company that's about to go under, uh, like the. Head exec's assistant wants to try and make, a, make it in the music industry. So she's working with them to try and produce an album. And it's 12 episodes of them going through the, the process of trying to get these crazy Muppets who don't pay who don't focus on anything to settle down and try and cut an album. Um, and they go f- through a lot of hilarity of like basic Muppet stuff. Like, hey, they made a list of different song ideas, but it turned out to be a grocery list. So they end up just going shopping. Yeah. And then they end up having a party. Uh, which, they, which they're
1: like it's all inclusive, and then Doctor T like, just turns. It's like it's a pool, pool party. party. Yeah, it's, it's like, like all inclusive, like
0: Polynesian should, Asian culture should. party. It's like it's a pool party.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but it's it's the a lot. Jokes of fun.
1: are great. Uh, there's you know light adult humor. There's kid humor. It's great for all ages.
0: As all as is all Muppet stuff. Muppet yeah. stuff has always been fun to watch. Um, everybody, they get big actors in there, who all because uh,
1: everyone wants to be near the muppets
0: yeah it's one of those weird things where it's like clearly a kid's thing it was like you know sesame street muppets and all that that got turned into a, its own show when i was a kid where it's like movie stars and stuff who would, and actors you see go on there like the, as themselves all act as like the muppets are real so it's never like bro, that walls no the wall imagination never broken that like they're they're puppets. They're all actually like real characters. Yeah. And nobody's like, why is there this talking thing? It was like, oh, cool, animal. Oh, Dr. Teeth, I know you. Um, yeah. So it's good classic Muppet fun. That's what I like about it. Because um, you I don't also, get entertainment like that anymore.
1: Exactly. And also, I think it came out at the perfect time because Aerosmith announced a few weeks ago that they're going on their last and final tour. So I'm like, oh, it's so perfect. An old 70s fan. And the Muppets are an old '70s fan, and it's coming out at the same time. It's just kind of funny to me.
0: Yeah, it'd be cool if Aerosmith actually makes an appearance, like because they've done stuff with the Muppets before in the past, which has been cool. Um, so we'll have to check that out. Um, definitely, it's on Disney Plus. Like I said, all the episodes are out now. Hopefully, that does well, and we get more more Muppet stuff. Yeah. Uh, for me, most was kind of a hit and miss. Like I like Christmas Carol, didn't like Treasure Island, didn't like Go- Gonzo from Space. Um, Muppet's Take Manhattan is probably my favorite. Uh, movie as a kid. What about the, the
1: OG Muppets movie?
0: Like the old one, I wasn't too keen on the the <sighs> cap, the Caper one where they steal the diamond was was a really one I really liked a lot. I think that's Muppets Take Manhattan. Um, and I always liked the Big Bird stuff. Like uh, I used to have like Big Bird goes to Japan. And everything, yeah, the travel vlogs that he had. Those are really cool. I wish they'd bring more of that because that was good entertainment for just kids and adults to mm-hmm. watch together where there's not a lot of that anymore. A lot of kids' stuff is so fucking talking dumb. down to kids Ugh. that it's so dumb that adults can't sit through it. But this is something you can definitely watch with your family, whether you're adults, whether you have kids. Everybody will enjoy it.
1: Well-written, well-produced.
0: Yeah, good music, um... Like, so they're going to be, like, like, a lot of covers, but it's still really good. Yeah. And the technology, they got with the Muppets, when I was kids, like, it was always, like, waist high. You never saw full bodies or anything. You do get to see a little bit of that.
1: Sometimes you just see, like, just the legs for yeah. running.
0: Like, they shoot it and edit it really, really well. And then they use some uh, elements, like, green screen stuff so they can do full body shots. Um, but it looks all good. So it's definitely a good great show to watch and check yeah. out.
1: All right, so the final, final thing.
0: Yeah, so the final thing that just came up in the news today as we were about to record this um, was that uh, the Microsoft deal with Activision actually went through. The UK blocked it and said, hey, they weren't going to uh, let, let the, the purchase go through because they felt that... Cloud gaming was going to be growing really big, and Microsoft would have too much big of a, a foothold that it would crush all the competition yeah, there. too much
1: of a monopoly. But it's
0: like there's no competition there because all the little people who are doing cloud stuff got bought up by, like, PlayStation and Microsoft and all the people who are doing cloud gaming now. But the EU regulators have come in and said, no, we're going to allow it, and they're overriding the UK uh, block. So the Activision-Microsoft deal is going to go through. That means... You're going to have Call of Duty on all platforms, uh, including the Switch, as they signed a 10-year agreement with Nintendo on that. Um, PlayStation is going to have to compete more on the online, um, probably like the games as, a, uh, not games as a Service, but like the Game Pass model. Because mm-hmm. Phil Spencer made it very clear that he's they're pushing for games on anything you want to play. Will, game, will Xbox Game Pass ever be on a PlayStation? Seriously doubt it. Um, but that might be at the detriment of Sony, uh, saying, no, we don't want to work with you or it, the case here where Sony is like, I don't care about having call of duty. I just don't want you to make, have this deal. Um, cause call of duty is not going to make and break Sony by any means as much as they whine and complain about that. Cause call of duty as popular as it is, has sold less and less year over year over year. It's just, it's sold so much to begin with.
1: Well, it's become it's a Viva, basically, yeah. or, uh, you know. The next NFL uh, Madden games. Like, you get one every year.
0: Yeah, basically. And now it's, got, it's turned into the fact that it, they're just rehashing the Modern Warfare story. Yeah. Re- literally retelling the same thing, just a little bit different, making sure they From use Modern all-
1: Times.
0: Yeah, as if the other one wasn't modern enough. I know! And, you know so fucking stupid. <laughs> I know. That's... And then they have Warzone, which is basically the major popular uh, Battle Royale other than Fortnite, which is, like, Fortnite's more for kids. But, uh, Warzone is more for the adult crowd, I guess. Don't care for either one of them, especially since Warfare started to add some... Uh, or Warzone started to add some uh, pay-to-win mechanics for, like, the gulag and stuff in there. Um, so... That's just one title. Hopefully, what Microsoft does do with this acquisition is they go through the backlog of stuff that Activision has that we don't have games of, of anymore, and they revitalize that. Um, as much as like all the studios that they've bought in the past, some of them have been new, some have been old. Uh, there's been talk of some old titles coming back. They need to bring. They need to f- focus on bringing some of those old franchises back to modern life and like revamping them for the new generations. To bring some of that cool, classic, nostalgic joy to new groups and people will understand who those things are. Activision has a huge log of games of IPs that they don't use that Microsoft could take advantage of. But we'll have to see if they actually do because we don't have a perfect Dark game. We don't have another Fable game. We don't have classic IPs that Microsoft owns that they should have been working on because their management over there has been kind of screwed subpar, up yeah, and mm-hmm. subpar and not guiding teams correctly. So hopefully... This uh, will finally go through. We'll see uh, some fruit from this in the next couple of years. Um,
1: Because Microsoft needs it.
0: Yeah, and we'll see where Sony uh, does to try to counteract this if they can. Um, There's nobody's going to be sabotaging the PlayStation version of the game. All consoles and uh, companies have uh, certification processes that they have to go through before they approve a game to be launched and you have to pass that. There's no way Microsoft's going to be able to make Call of Duty run worse on a PlayStation and pass certification and run better on their hardware. Yeah. And that's just a stupid, that was, that was one of the most ignorant things I heard the executives at Sony said, (laughs) where they feel like they don't understand this industry at all. Um, They're just pulling shit out of their ass to try and prevent uh, other people from uh, approving the deal. So we'll have to see where that goes, but that's good news for Microsoft that the deal went through and that they get to push through with it. Yep. All right, that's the show this week. It was a little bit short, but uh, that's what we got to do. Um, you won't see us streaming any of the Zelda stuff, unfortunately, just because Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo constantly will copyright claim or grab stuff. I'm not willing to try and stream it on Twitch or even uh, make a video review of it. Um, but we will have like a t- uh, written review of it once I beat that, which will be way down the line. But there will be a <laughs> Jedi Survivor full video review coming out tomorrow as well. And probably this podcast uh, this week as well will be up on the website. So check that stuff out, and we will see you later.
1: Bye.